transmitting to you from Old Heart Radio. The recording button has been sm- smashed, as the YouTubers say, and it has commenced. Uh, welcome back, Dusty, my friend. How are you? Good. Surviving Wenatchee. The, the Wenatchee thrash, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I... You know, I, I, I read recently that uh, they had moved Apple Blossom uh, to perhaps June. Is that, is that right? Yeah. Does that sound right to you? T- today actually would have been the glassy chassis day. That's what I was, I was thinking about that like all yeah. week, dude. I was like, I was like, there would have been shit going on in the valley yeah. this week. They're, they're supposedly going to be cruising the app tonight tomorrow. <laughs> Whatever that means. Some sort but, of like, some sort of like yeah, they're pushing it to June after last year of being canceled. And I was just like, Thank God. <laughs> yeah, dude. I mean, I really hope they pull it off to some degree because, like, oh, dude, man, Apple Blossom's such a fucking fun time, though. Like, yeah, all those like, vendors and stuff that kind of got fucked up with food fair, all that yeah, money lost. Yeah, dude. I, that's what I, I, I was wondering about it last year. I was like, I wonder how much money they had to spend, like, just like, you know, just booking shit and then, like, then calling it off, you know? I bet the city lost a ton of money on Yeah. That. <laughs> Not to mention all the tourist dollars that should have been flowing in, and yeah, dude, yeah, like honestly, it's like a if you think about it, it's like a pretty big like moment for the economy, like the local like valley economy mm-hmm. there. Oh, for sure. Yeah, that's fucking wild. Well, hopefully, uh, hopefully, you know, the cruising doesn't get out of control. I just remember legendary cruising stories from like from people when I was younger. Like I, I think I maybe hit the avenue like once. Yeah, I don't think I ever time. did maybe, when it was maybe one, wild. Maybe twi- but like, I remember, <laughs> I remember uh, the the Vines brothers had a story from their dad, like taking them once and or something like that, and it involved you know like it involved titties and beads. <laughs> oh, that's the thing. I'm like, it was it's just it's like a white trash like Mardi Gras. That's down I mean, there. I mean pretty much washington, you know? washington state doesn't have a uh drunken public law so that probably didn't help either no dude i yeah i just i remember hearing just like just stories of just like debauchery and just craziness on the avenue it, ma- yeah. it made you it made you wonder what was like it just it built this like mysterious uh this... you know, element to the whole the whole idea of cruising. yeah and I think by the time you like, we were kind of more in like that age range of like, you know, people that would try to hit up the avenue. Yeah, those were when like the no cruising signs were posted. <laughs> yeah, and then it's just the cops killed it. And yeah, yeah, dude. I mean, what yeah, could have been legendary times. Could have been. Could. 
damn you damn you an anchi pd <laughs> yeah. uh yeah man so we so. Uh, we've, we've got some stuff going on this week uh there's been some good music like some good music drops this week there's been some like really good entertainment just in general like flowing out lately i feel like um but you brought up the, yeah. the new the newest manchester orchestra album to me like earlier this week and kind of put it back on my radar like i i had remembered like reading that there's something coming up man you know, with my spotting yeah. right now, it's just sort of like I dropped it. But how do you how do you feel about it overall? I like it. I think it's one of the best albums I've ever put out. Yeah, dude. It's it, fresh, especially as you listen to it, definitely has grown on me a lot. Because at first, first it's too, I'm like, I'm not sure if I'm feeling this. Yeah. But then there's some songs that just like really hook you. Yeah. As you, especially as you listen more and more. Absolutely, man. Just, that, that, just the more... Uh, uh, Comp like the composition of some of them was just outrageous. Oh man, yeah, they like that dinosaur song is sick. I was just gonna say, you, you know, when we were kind of texting back and forth, you mentioned the dinosaur song, so I kind of, uh, I like kind of, you know, listened to it a, a few times in particular. And that song is, dude, it's, it's fucking wild. It's a, such a good song, man. I, I yeah. immediately put it into like my weekly playlist that I've been trying to build, and so I was just like, oh, <laughs> it's a jammer, dude. Um, yeah yeah i was just i mean like honestly like i you know i always expect like we talked about the like them you know before but i I always expect like kind of like heavy yet uplifting music from them which is like this strange dynamic that not very many like you know musicians pull off i'd say and they definitely like uh, you know there's some moments where you feel really like lifted and and there's there's also some really yeah. grounding moments in this album <laughs> and yeah like that one line that like you know you feel like you're dead you know talking to someone who's dead <laughs> you're yeah. you're not alone like jesus yeah it, it, that it, last i mean the last album was so fucking depressing and like yeah you this know was, shooting up a fucking grocery store and stuff but this is yeah. definitely more like a coming up I agree, man. I agree. I think that together. I think that last album they, you know, and purposely built it for like that low moment. You know, I mean, it was definitely not supposed. It was to like be a narr- definitely had a narrative and a concept. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't supposed to be like a bright album, honestly. And um, I think this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> If it was for some people, they have a very twisted sense of wor- of the world view. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but, uh, yeah. This this I think kind of was like a almost like a re- uh, not like a redemption because it's not like they were trying to like you know make up for anything. But it, it would definitely like had this yeah. just I don't know um, more hopeful tone to it in some departments. I'd say. Yeah. Like, but remind me more of uh, their older stuff, like. Uh... Like a virgin losing a child and uh, yeah. mean everything to nothing. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I definitely more of a rock mean album. Yeah, the mean everything to nothing comparison for sure. Like, except uh, you know, it's interesting. They've really done a good job, um, kind of incorporating some like synth stuff and like electronic stuff and into parts of their uh, yeah. songs. It's not like very heavy, and I thank God for that. But like, you know, I I think it it shows that this album's like really shown it helps show their evolution like along the way they're kind of keeping up with like yeah, certain oh, sure. things happening around them but they're definitely like staying true to their sound which is really cool yeah i noticed that like she's talking about that song bedhead and how he, he came up with like the, the music for it mm. he, like he started out with he, he took the drummer's electrical drum set and then he put it through a like distortion pedal 
Oh, so you that sick drum sound? Yeah, it's like distorted. Yeah, it's like, yeah, that's fucking. Yeah, like, it's like shit like that you don't think of, but it's awesome. Yeah, well, and that, it, dude, it's like that. That stuff. For, I mean, I don't know. Like, I'm, I mean, I don't know how many times I've just like dicked around with just like a couple of random things just to see what sound it makes. You know, uh, especially like into a yeah. mic or so into like a recording. And I mean, yeah, it's. I think it's always yeah. a creative thing to try to just like create. Well, that's redundant, but I think it's always like a really interesting thing to try to create. <laughs> you know, some sort of like extra sound from you know something like a like a synth drum set. Yeah. You know, like run that shit through some fucking crunch. You know, run that run that there through through some fun. Yeah. So I don't know. Just see what happens, man. Uh, and yeah, I don't know. I just like yeah. I. I definitely like I I've been listening to this album over the last like handful of days and I don't think I'm done listening to this album you know what I mean like you, oh for sure you know yeah uh and, and that's god dude like that's something that like they've, they've been one of those rare kind of like rock modern rock bands that I can say that for where it's like yeah you know like multiple of their albums I can still reflect back on and uh in that in this oh, definitely, sure. definitely falls into that so you know uh, yeah for me it was, it was like i was a very when i first started listening to him very uh you know i was 20. yeah you know? so you gotta go through all that those life experiences and you have that and it just kind of takes you back and yeah it's interesting him coming from a i think his dad was a pastor in the south so that's where you get a lot of like religious stuff built in the music but he's not yeah. religious he's definitely like has his issues or has had issues yeah it, it's not like necessarily resentment it sounds like but it's like yeah. you know he's it's like he he writes lyrics that try to like humanize or like make sense of like some of these like perhaps beliefs that he was surrounded by yeah. you know and and it makes for really interesting yeah. content you know because i think a lot of people like i can yeah. fucking connect with that like my my though my dad never went to church in a day in a day of our childhood like he, <laughs> he made damn sure that me and my brothers went with our mom every sunday you know uh yeah yeah and, that de- it's definitely that kind of relation you're like yeah it's, like, uh, it's, you know. yeah <laughs> but you know it's interesting and like i, I think it really adds uh, a certain perspective that I don't know. I don't think you necessarily always get because I don't think he's nec- like I don't think he ever, I don't think he really sings about like uh, and and sort of like hates on any sort of belief system necessarily. But he you know just like I said yeah. he just sort of like it's like his way of like trying to rationalize or like make sense of uh, perhaps things he experienced through yeah through other people's beliefs. <laughs> And uh, yeah, I don't know. I think I think yeah, especially I, being from the south. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's not like Ben Gibbard where he's definitely like presenting the Catholic Church in all of his music. <laughs> you know, what's that? What I can't even remember what song it is, but yeah, like the, the, the there's like the light lyrics he has about like getting like you know his knuckles you know whacked with yeah, I'll fall you into the dark. Yeah, yeah, yeah from <laughs> the Catholic school. Yeah, so he definitely like, he's very much atheist nowadays yeah. so yeah and exactly that's a i mean that's a really good comparison like he definitely has a little more like straightforward like resentment i'd say <laughs> yeah oh. but god yeah. Dude, i haven't listened to like it has De- has death cap been making music i feel like i haven't even like looked at death um, cap for cutie in a hot second he uh 
they put it on your album 2018. I don't know, he's, they're working on stuff, but the whole, like, last year, he just did all these live from home stuff. Yeah, I was seeing um, some They were, that. like, gearing up to tour last year, and then yeah. got shut down. That got shut. So. Uh, oh, man. I mean, how do you feel about uh, some live music being being kind of, like, you know, kind of coming back? It'd be nice. I, ho- I hope slowly, it might. Slowly but surely. Yeah. I feel like... I've been seeing bills for comedians and stuff like that lately. Uh, And I think it's like funny to think like comedians may be like the testing ground for live entertainment, but uh, it kind of makes, you know, it kind of makes sense. You know, you can, you have like one performer, you have a shorter set. Like, uh, so, you know, I hope like I've been seeing like, you know, I haven't, I haven't been reading negative things about like, you know, some performances and whatnot but I, wa- I really wonder as the summer goes on if we're going to be able to get some live music again because I fuck dude it would be so nice I to would think so I mean, <laughs> yeah I mean they're only sporting events with fans so what's the yeah. what's the difference you know yeah well I mean, and so it's like yeah I'm hoping to have it vaccinated I, or, or whatever then go <laughs> yeah that's that's kind of my thinking on it uh It'd be really fun. It'd be really fun to go hit up a baseball game sometime, too, just for like the sheer like event people. of it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> some, like holy shit, there's people here. <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah. It, it'll be it'd be it'd be it, it'll be fun to start opening back up possibilities like that. Um, yeah, but you know, I think that's you, that's all summer stuff. So I don't know. I, just, I mean, I see a lot of stuff like. Oh, July, you know, I've seen like stuff that's been popping up. I'm like, well, probably not Oregon, but Washington, maybe, depending yeah. on the county. <laughs> yeah. Well, well um, fingers crossed. Yeah. But I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, there's like, well, there's, you know. I think the Gorge has stuff scheduled. But that's, oh, God. That's, that's what I'm not sure on. But that's the thing. Like the gorge would be like a perfect place. Oh, for sure. You know, it's large. It's it's all outdoors. It's you know. It's you can open. just you could just like have pods. I think that's kind of what they're doing at baseball games. Yeah. Like the Mariners, they I think about like nine thousand fans, but they have it like in pods. Like okay. it's kind of can you go to a restaurant? Like oh, this is my household. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, my household. My five <laughs> friends. <laughs> five people here at my house. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, if that shit's working, then I think it's it's you know, I encourage it. Let's you know keep that keep that kind of momentum. But I think, God, dude, I mean, like, I hate to be one of those people. I'm definitely getting restless with it though. So yeah, yeah, because like Marymore Park over there, I remember seeing uh, I saw Death Cab in Modest Mountain, December's there. I mean, it's a it's a decent sized. uh, little park yeah it has, you know it has a solid stage yeah they could definitely pull it off there so dude i'd love to see the decemberists uh that's, it was that's, their hazards of love tour it was pretty sick they just played that whole album oh fuck yeah that's like that whole story it was pretty sick that that sounds dope he was dim in the new pornographers i think i mean that's kind of wild though that's awesome yeah that'd be a cool back-to-back um you you mentioned Modest Mouse just a second ago. Have you ever seen them play? Um, 2007, uh, Troy and Josh and myself went to Download Fest at the Gorge oh. because they were playing. Yeah, um, and we got there super early, and 
didn't realize that there was like two other stages. So we just thought it was the main stage because it yeah, was like, yeah. it's supposed to be Honest Mouse, Incubus, Not a Surf, uh, Presidents of the United States, which they were fucking amazing. I'm fucking. Uh, and there was one other, but like the main stage didn't start till like three or four. So we were just like sitting around the whole time. And oh, I was shit. like, yeah, the side stages kind of where like, you know, the gorge, like the gorge where they have, you know, stages all spread out. Yeah, so yeah. It was like where they kind of have like the food court ish area. There was a stage there and we didn't even know. Oh, <laughs> we didn't God. go over there. <laughs> yeah, for real. Yeah, because that, that is like, I remember they, you, like, they've always had like kind of a good spread whenever they have like a festival there but dude yeah. like that'd be sick to see modest mouse incubus not a surf and like those yeah. four that's such a good like i mean what a weird but kind of awesome lineup it was is. yeah it was the year that uh modest mouse put out we were dead before the ship even sank oh shit yeah one yeah. of my one of my more favorite albums of theirs but uh yeah, they're really awesome good album. and of course they had the play float on and you know the yeah. big ones and they just kind of look annoyed when they played that uh, yeah <laughs> I, I get the i get the feeling they probably are I, I i remember seeing um god dude i mean maybe like maybe five years ago um at uh, of all places the key arena and oh yeah dude that place the key arena you know whatever it was a it was you know a staple for a bit but it was just so awful like the sound in that place is just is just harsh McCartney there yeah <laughs> and uh so Paul McCartney in 2006 there oh dude uh when uh when when the mouse took the stage brock isaac brock came out and you could tell dude like that dude had been drinking uh because he was just <laughs> kind of like he was already kind of like a little sweaty and just sort of like yeah sweating the booze out <laughs> and he like picks up his guitar and they start playing and it's like the first song the first note he goes for he just breaks some strings and like, <laughs> and like you know they like the song's going and so he like has to change out his guitar really quick and everything but yeah it was like yeah it was it was definitely like i think they played a couple of songs off that album i think they played black cadillacs if i remember correctly which is cool. I love that song, and um, there there are some really awesome like songs on that album in general. But I think because yeah. like the association of like them blowing up with that, I I you, I feel like you watch them play a song from there, and like the joy gets sucked out of Isaac Brock's eyes. <laughs> like, yeah, he plays Ocean Breathe Salty, and he's just like, uh... yeah, he's like, hey, but you can't hate it. That's yeah, that's what got you there. So well, and that's kind of it, you know, and that and that that. Um, album in particular is like is the exact thing that popped up into my mind when uh i listened to like that new that newest track that dropped this this week which, something in between or we are the in between yeah yeah we are yeah we are between i'm yeah. gonna try and look it up but yeah it uh how, i mean how did how did you feel about that overall that that yeah that it was track? old school modest mouse for the most part like not uh not what is it? What was that album? Gravity rides everything. Was it that album or the Moon in Antarctica? Not not oh. that style. Yeah, yeah. Well, it sounds, but like uh, post um, good news. Definitely, you know, definitely. And back the arrow. I would that say kind of peak yeah. modest mouse. I would say. Yeah, I I, I think like how do I say this. I don't think he. I, I he. I I always say he. I, 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 
Yeah, he's Modest the driving mouse force, is, essentially. He, Isaac yeah. Brock is, but the mouse itself, uh, it seems like they, um, I don't know. It's not, it's not like this track isn't like super like poppy or anything like that, but it definitely has more traces of like modern music uh, influence. And I think that's, yeah. you know, I don't think, it, I think it's reminiscent of things that came off of that out, you know, that, that happened on, on good news for pe- uh, people that, yeah. You know, bad news, whatever that. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever it is. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, because that it was sort of like their, in inadvertent like pop success and i yeah. think that like i don't think it was maybe necessarily like written to be that like mm-hmm. that album in general things like ocean breathe salty uh and i again like oh, i think it's the same thing with this dance hall <laughs> i think i mean i think it's sort of this like i think they might be heading i mean this is the single from the album probably yeah it's probably like me you going back to the the Manchester album the uh, like the the three singles they put out are definitely not the best songs on the album it's just yeah, like sure. you got I mean that's with every artist like they'll put out the poppy catchy stuff but mm-hmm. that, well, it's not always gonna be the best on the album yeah exactly I think it, uh, of all people childish Gambino Daniel uh, Donald Glover he he was doing yeah. this interview talking about his three thousand five album and mm-hmm. or sorry 3005 wow see this is this is exactly what he was referencing because <laughs> the internet that's the name of the album which is a fucking phenomenal album it's so cool yeah um but he was talking about like just the need for the radio track the need for the pop track and so he yeah. makes this this song 3005 that grabs all the attention needed for the album itself to get momentum yeah and you know like i don't know you know it's not a new concept but for some reason like him breaking it down like that really like kind of clarified that, like, that process yeah. to me. <laughs> i was like i guess like, it makes uh, sense though you know like, sometimes you end up like skipping that track and you listen to the album you're like i've heard yeah, this so many like, times exactly you're just like all right i know this is the radio song i don't need it but <laughs> but uh you know it just like this song with modest mouse song we uh we are between uh it definitely it made me like intrigued to see what the whole album is gonna be you know what i mean yeah. like like that because like isaac brock's vocal work is very very modest mousy uh, as you know i love that typical yeah uh, there was like a, the the thing that kind of made it this that kind of was like different to me about this song was that uh there was like this kind of like driving beat to almost the entirety of the song and i feel like a lot of times there will be like you know driving kind of elements to some to modest mouse songs but then there will be like breaks in that and i don't think just you got random shit yeah and i don't think you got necessarily much of a break in that drive which sort of made this like kind of like a different track and not that it, that was unenjoyable it was actually really cool uh mm-hmm. i think like that in, com- in combination with like brock's vocals and like the guitar tone and like all this stuff that was going on really like i don't know it, it, it was a really cool mod like i don't know i was really like i said i was really excited to, to like, yeah. see what album like what the whole album and the whole picture this like yeah. piece is coming it from. was definitely it was only like three minutes long it was kind of a short yeah. song too yeah yeah definitely not it's definitely like, like has the the feel of oh this is like the second track on the album <laughs> so, yeah, i wouldn't be surprised if it is man like yeah like second gonna, or third something early on they'll come out with like a really like a you know like the intro swinger like you know will be like a haymaker for everybody and then they'll be like right in between to like the radio song right into like something a little more hit yeah 
I don't know, album album crafting in general is a whole art form itself. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. crafting the track listing. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'm interested in that shit. Like it'll be it'll be cool. Yes. Yeah, I think it like, comes out June 25th. Yeah. I think yeah. that's what I when I was listening to radio today, they uh, were talking about it. Yeah. So month yeah. and a half of play. Yeah. Basically. Man. Well. We'll, see. we'll have to hold our breath till then. Uh, yeah. Man, in between, like, not only have there been, like, some good music drops, but there's been, like, some really, like, uh, just good, like, you know, like, like things popping up on streaming, like, movie-wise and, like, t- like, t- like show-wise and whatnot. Yeah. Um, I've been getting, like, I don't know if I, I, I can't remember if I talked to you about this or not, but there's a show called Warrior on HBO uh, Max that's, like. You've seen that. It's it's pretty dope, dude. There's like I think two two seasons. I think there's a third one like that will be put up on there eventually. Uh, it's just yeah. kind of like it takes place in like uh, San Francisco, like kind of like sort of post Gold Rush, you know, um, but like pre I think pre Civil War. I can't remember exactly. Oh, so uh, no, no, no. Of that. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, it's 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 yeah, it's like eight, it's like a nineteenth century. Uh, Mid nineteenth century, yeah. And so the eighteen forty nine was the gold rush. Yeah, and uh, it's like it's based on like some like work that Bruce Lee did because like scripting and like writing some like ideas for a TV show, you know, when he was alive. Yeah, basically because of like you know just the the, the way Hollywood was back then, it didn't. Uh, get yeah. pushed through and made but uh you know that that's basically what the show is and it's it's fucking dope dude like if you're into mar- any sort of martial arts like there's some really awesome like fight sequences there's yeah this interesting struggle between like the chinese workmen the irish workmen and like the yeah that was like, city government all, like, all over san francisco yeah like yeah the chinese yeah. basically built the railroad system over there yeah <laughs> working uh, for pennies I would definitely recommend checking it out though if you if you just want to watch some like cool fight sequences and shit. It's pretty yeah. it's, it's pretty pretty dope. Um but yeah, I don't know. H, like I you know, I've known people that were like joking around about like when Wonder Woman was coming out, you know, uh doing like the the trial of HBO and then just dropping it or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but I really think like dude, they, they keep like they keep chugging out some good content. Like there's really some like some of the movies, you know, Kong Kong uh, Godzilla vs. Kong. Yeah, I haven't watched that yet. I need to, though. Oh, I didn't see any of the previous ones, but I'm sure it doesn't matter. Really. No, no. It's just it's, dumb, like, you know, yeah. what are they, whatever you call the... It's just a monster movie, man. Yeah. It's monsters fighting, dude, and it's exactly what you want. It's it's fucking dope. Shut your um, brain off and just watch it. But then they, they've had, like, uh, the, the other, like, kind of bigger streaming movie that I, well, that I was waiting for to pop up was the Mortal Kombat movie that just came out. Yeah. Uh, that, that was sick. That was fucking sick, dude. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, the gore in that was way more intense than I expected. Definitely. I, I was, I you know, I knew fa- they were they were embracing fatalities and stuff, but yeah. they were, some of them looked straight out of, like, the video games. Like, <laughs> yeah. it was fucking sick, dude. Like, Kung Lao's... Pulling that heart out of Reptile. Oh, my God, dude. That was awesome. Kano was actually probably, you know, even though he was a piece of shit, really, Kano was probably yeah. my favorite character. Like, just because he was, like, his his timing and his jokes and, like, every, like, his, that actor nailed it, dude. It was so fucking entertaining. 
yeah i didn't i, I remember watching the original mortal Kombat like yeah. years ago but like it made me want like i think i want to go back and watch it because it's on hbo max right now because yeah. of that and yeah i believe annihilation is i think annihilation, annihilation is awesome is a, a, trash movie like <laughs> they took it, it too far so with annihilation <laughs> it was like johnny johnny cage dies in the first like two minutes of that movie and it's so bad like just, raiden gets a haircut he just like <laughs> he's a crew cut i'm like what the fuck raiden <laughs> yeah dude the it's so that, bad but it's hilarious so the raid in those movies that that was played by the guy who played highlander I can't I can't remember his name, but he just looks so I don't know, I mean, like he, role. he was the dad in Dexter. <laughs> that actor. I don't know who, who he is exactly, but I can't remember yeah. either. Uh but yeah. Oh, it's a guy from Sideways, I think. He's uh what's his name? Yeah. I, I I don't I might look it up. I, I know up. Yeah, I know he's in uh, I know he's in Sideways, Paul with Paul, Paul Giamatti. Oh my god. Yeah. That this is a fun movie actually i like that movie yeah um but dude yeah the, the mortal Kombat man mortal Kombat was well who was your favorite character overall in the, in the... um i don't know i, I like that luke king luke king i like how he wasn't like the main guy like he always was yeah which is kind of cool it actually kind of made me like his character raiden was just like a yeah raiden was just like a fucking bystander basically you know he was like a referee and all this yeah well and that was kind of what was interesting but, uh, is that they, yeah they kind of made him uh, more background than i impartial at least yeah well he just yeah he did he yeah, just i always like, loved sub-zero so fair dude sub-zero was sick that whole i mean you could tell like it was it was an interesting attempt to uh i don't know like kind of give more more story and character to, to um, the characters like Sub Zero and Scorpion, for instance. Oh yeah, you know, give uh, a background to those guys that you never really had. Yeah, you know? which is which is kind of interesting. It, you, I mean, you could definitely tell that there's like things they did in this movie that were uh, meant to like initiate storylines for further movies. Oh yeah, especially the end. <laughs> definitely, definitely. I mean, like, what, what was he like? not everybody stays dead see he, i mean they basically allude to like the fact that like not everybody stays dead yeah and yeah, you know sub-zero is coming back as nuke cyclops you know yeah. whatever that character was in mortal Kombat games well exactly but it's it's dope that they're following that dude because like even the things like sub-zero and scorpion have in that beef like that's like an eternal beef between those clans yeah and, like and that plays out during you know like the the games and so it was really cool to like embrace that and on top of like plot elements like that that they embraced like embracing this even just like the dialogue at moments even though it seemed yeah. kind of forced at times i felt like it was so much fun that they like would try to find like a reasoning for for luke Kane to say flawless victory after like yeah. killing somebody you know they had to shoehorn that in it's like it was cheesy in a certain way but it was it was awesome the way they did it like you have that video game nostalgia i mean everybody's played mortal Kombat. like they're yeah. still making mortal Kombat games absolutely man uh yeah so i thought it was really cool that they how they did that like i think to be honest i think kung lao's uh uh fatality that he 
performed was probably my favorite. Yeah, like just because like he's one of my all-time favorite characters. And so it was just like, that was just like a, that was straight out of like a, a game, I swear. Like he, yeah. you know, like throws his hat on the ground, like basically rides that body through it and cuts it in half <laughs> or whatever. It was just like, oh my God, dude. The, the blood and gore yeah. was exactly what I wanted from a Mortal Kombat movie. <laughs> a lot of the costumes they nailed too. If you look at the Kung Lao's costume in that, it's the exact same. It's like, yeah. just, as I was watching the movie, I was like, I just want like Mortal Kombat characters on Google and like yeah. just going through them. I'm like, damn, they look like exactly like him. Or like, who's this guy? You know? Yeah, dude. And you're like, oh, now and he's like, now, now I recognize this person or whatever. Yeah, it was... especially Kano. I didn't remember Kano at all. Well, I just I remembered Kano mostly from like the first movies where he yeah. was just like this really crappy character with like this like f- really obvious like fake metal like red eye thing going on yeah. and it was just like I don't know it just it was way like this this version of him was way more like interesting that's for sure like there was yeah. some, a, a little bit of depth a little bit of like humor you know just I, a mercenary I just, yeah just a mercenary <laughs> just, just yeah uh but yeah it's uh i don't know I, i'm interested to see like apparently the sub-zero actor has been like signed on for multiple like his contract was for multiple movies and uh mm-hmm. you know he's probably not the only actor that also has that in their script yeah. or their contract so i imagine that they're, they're planning on going ahead with another uh you know sequel to this so i, yeah, I hope I think- so at least I think the guy who plays Scorpion, he's actually a pretty big actor. I swear I've seen him in uh, yeah. certain things. He's one of those, like, I, I, again, I probably am just blanking on his name in the wrong moment, but I, I agree. I, I've seen him in numerous things, and that was sort of surprising to me. I was like, whoa, dude, they've actually pulled in some, like, le- yeah. legit, like... I think he might have been in a Marvel movie. I think he was in a Marvel movie or something like that. Yeah, I want to say he was the guy... This is so like we're so obscurely. He was the guy that Hawkeye, aka Ronan, kills. Yeah, that's who I was thinking of. And in Endgame. Yeah, yeah. That's where I was like, I know I've seen that guy before. Yeah, and I've seen him in other things before too. But it's like that's like. Yeah, that's the one that stands out at the moment. But he's pretty mainstream. Yeah. And same thing with the Sub Zero actor. I've seen him before too. Oh, for, uh, definitely for sure on him. I, yeah, I uh, think he was. I think he might have even been a warrior, dude. Like I, he was. One of them was in Warrior. Or I thought, like, uh, remember looking at uh, their like filmography. Yeah. Yeah. So this, that guy, the guy who played Sub Zero, was Lee Young in Warrior. Okay. Yeah. 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 That. That. Yeah. And again, he dude, was like, in Star Trek Beyond. Star Trek Beyond. I've been catching up on some Star Trek, but did you hear a while ago uh, Quentin Tarantino had apparently penned a Star Trek uh, story? It'd be his final, his tenth movie would be Star that Trek. Was, that was like, that was like this weird rumor going around was that like he was trying to go out on the Star Trek note. <laughs> But apparently it was a it was a good script, and they like you know they wanted like there was like some like desire to do you know something 
with it and i don't know if it would ever come to fruition but i guarantee yeah. it wouldn't be like tarantino directing it probably i don't think he's gonna stop after 10 movies either but uh, who knows i really he's doubt weird it like I mean, that. it's it's gotta be like a matter of like if he's bored enough you know like yeah. he, he i imagine he'd continue to make movies or something but if he's like if he's just like if i he might like take a break you know what i mean yeah but if he's gone too long then yeah, i don't know might be might be de- detrimental but i hope he makes yeah. more than just the 10 it's fucking yeah. tarantino dude they i like once upon a time in hollywood it was one of his better movies <laughs> well long one but... of my favorite moments in that movie and i'm probably not the only one was just the suddenness of like brad pitt throwing that can of dog food in <laughs> like that person's dope and it was just like yeah <laughs> it was just like this like <laughs> Wasn't he high on mushrooms or that, or was uh, or acid. LSD? So like, he was, yeah, he gets this like smoke from the from the hippie girl, like uh, that's like dipped in acid or whatever. Yeah, so he's like, <laughs> I don't know, man. Like that'd fuck you up. That like, <laughs> I'm not interested in that. Like <laughs> joint that was stoked in PCP or something. Oh my god, dude. Was it? Wasn't that what? Like a no, that's just a, a cigarette dipped in formaldehyde. That's like a sherm stick, right? Like, oh, God. <laughs> I only know jazz cigarettes. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with a jazz cigarette. That's a little jazz. A little jazz in one's life is always great. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Did uh, you like? Uh, did you like Falcon and the Winter Soldier? I did. I did. I thought it was overall. It was a. It was. Uh, it was it ex- it was a cool series because it, it like expanded things that were happening in the MCU that I didn't really like think about to like yeah expand on like like just like the idea of like what are all like how is the world dealing with all these people out there after they've <laughs> oh, they disappeared and, and yeah. come back you know uh, as well as like you know as well as like the interesting racial tones that they they talked about like I think that that was one of the brilliant things about the original story like comic run that that led to you know sam wilson captain america yeah um and i think they did i mean i think they adapted it really well and this like it was like that and for me what sold it was just like was to be frank the suit like his his captain america suit was so fucking cool i like the weight on it yeah dude and like the the way that like i don't know i just like the way he has that set up with his wings and like you know being able to like in tandem use the shield and the wings and like all these elements that he has at his disposal it just makes him like such a badass character that i don't know i just i i i really enjoyed it and i the the accuracy that they tried to portray with like things like the costumes and like the kind of comic run itself was really like was really cool because wasn't the the u.s agent was part of that uh comic book yeah as well yeah well and like and like that whole like his john walker's like storyline is is really interesting i think they did a really good job with it because you know that itself like it, it touches on basically like what the u.s government does to like it's it's soldiers all the time where it's well, like, so we're getting tetanus shots <laughs> it's like yeah it's well and it's like you know it's like it's like you know you know like they yeah they do things without your consent they they train you and 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 dispose of you you know just like return you to like life as yeah. after you may or may not have experienced things and you know they, they did a really good job kind of like 
bringing that dialogue to the forefront with his character, even though his character could have been pretty one-dimensional. Yeah, I really hated him at first. Oh, God, this guy's lame. <laughs> exactly, dude. No, that that was exactly it. Like that first moment you see him, you're like, "Who's this fucking asshole?" Who's like this the nerd. Yeah, like exactly. He just looks like America a, suit. <laughs> he looks like a goon who just like somehow happened upon like a replica shield. He's like, yeah. "Hey guys, look at me. I'm Captain like, America." Looks like he was out, he was going to a con or something like that. <laughs> exactly. Cosplay. Fucking cosplayer over here. But like Ugh. that was the that was the cool thing. Is like they started him in that place. And they really developed his character really well. Yeah. And then, and then by the end of the season, you're like, God, dude, like, I don't like, I understand. Feel bad him. for him. Yeah, for they sure. feel bad yeah. for him. You know, like especially that moment where where his partner dies, dude. That like that shit was hard, man. Like that guy slams yeah. against the wall and just like limp. <laughs> like you're like, oh fuck, dude. Oh god. Wasn't in the comics. It was actually his his parents that died instead of his best friend or something because i remember watching like a like easter egg breakdown after yeah. that episode they're like yeah originally in the comics it's like it's parents that die that kind of set him off i i couldn't rightly say off the top of my head but you know i mean this seems like a pretty like i mean typical superhero yeah, bullshit yeah, like, yeah parents dead uh but you know john yeah john walker's always been kind of this interesting character and and you know the way they set up the end of that series really leads to some like interesting uh, potential storylines for future mm -hmm. MCU stuff. You know, you have Sharon Carter who ends up being revealed as uh, the power the, broker, the power broker, which I think everybody like by, you know, the second last episode, we're like, yeah, it's definitely gonna be her. It's not yeah. gonna be well, because it was just sort of like, how does she have all this like money and influence? Yeah. And, like, you know, everybody does everything she fucking wants. Apparently. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. People were thinking it was going to be, uh, who was that one guy from Captain America, that, that like old professor Nazi guy? Oh. And uh, does in, does in the comics he gets his like <sighs> his mind and, and stuff like put into like a, like a computer uh, or something like that? I can't. And then he has this like electric pulses. Something sauce is that? It's like Z. It, I think it begins with a Z. Armin Zimthen, uh, but but yeah. they kind of they kind of touch on that in Captain America too, where like he's he's in the computer. I remember that. Yeah, but I mean like, yeah, I don't fucking remember. People, I don't know. People were thinking that he was going to be the power broker and show up at the end of that. That'd be kind of interesting, because like there's got to be. I mean, well, I guess I, you know, they're going to be involving Hydra to some degree, you know, further down the road because. Uh, you know, Julia Louis Dreyfus, like her character is, you know, is AKA Madame Hydra. Yeah, that's what and, they were saying. I was like, and so I didn't know who that is. But she seems yeah. like interesting. She'll be a pretty big character going forward. But I wish that, I mean, that would have been like, I feel like a kind of a, a how do I say, no, no discredit to her, uh, but I feel like it would have been kind of a cooler idea of like reintroducing Hydra, like, say, like, it's like Zoloff or something like that. I don't know. Z. Something. Yeah. But like, but like he, uh, you know, like, like if he's been like basically running like a system through his computer mm. programming or whatever. Yeah. It's been like gaining power. Like I'd be, that'd be kind of cool. But I think that what they're doing is they're really trying to like build up this potential. Like DC is gearing up to drop Suicide Squad. And this Suicide Squad looks fucking dope. It looks actually. way better. <laughs> it's fucking dope. God bless James Gunn. Like, you know, John Cena's Peacemaker looks fucking yeah. awesome too, though. But uh, anyway, like that—that's gearing up to probably be a big movie. 
And I think the MCU has been trying to gear up to do basically their version of that, which is called Thunderbolts. Oh, yeah. And that's also, you know, that's this like, you know, uh, anti-hero group, you know, villain group that uh, yeah. is being forced to do hero-like shit sometimes. Uh, and that involves, you know, like Baron Zemo. Uh, he's going to lead that, you know, people from, from the craft. Or yeah. Is it the raft or whatever? Yeah, exactly. And that, that was it. They made like a few, like, you know, moments of like purposely mentioning the raft when they were talking about yeah. like you know Zemo's going back to the raft <laughs> like, you know? yeah uh, and so like I think that's where they're headed there was there was this um, you know these heavy rumors that go, that the Black Widow movie was supposed to feature some t- some potential like tie to a Thunderbolts project because that uh, movie was supposed to so that that movie technically took place before Captain the so we should have like so that should have been out and people would have because julia lewis strife is in that yeah she would yeah that would have been her introduction yeah rather than in in winter soldier you're like what yeah exactly you're just like oh okay like who is this lady you're operating doing something (laughs) yeah and so i think would have made more sense had people been able to see black widow before that but i'm sure people go back and rewatch it so oh yeah uh, that but Black Widow is going to be coming out. June, July. I think yeah. So, I mean, within the next couple. There's four Marvel movies that just hit like just every other month. Yeah, Marvel. with Spider-Man in December. Yeah, yeah. This is like it's definitely a good a good Marvel season. That's for sure. Uh, but Loki honestly, looks good. Yeah. Yeah, Loki's probably. The, I was just going to say Loki's probably like the thing. That they're producing that like i'm most looking forward to at the moment like yeah oh, like sure. it, it looks like a f- really fun show it looks like it has some really kind of like dark tones as well as like humor and it i don't know like tom hiddleston's like loki character has been kind of interesting to watch from the get-go so yeah you know I'm, uh, and owen wilson is oh god i can't believe owen wilson's in that but i'm excited for him <laughs> i know it seems so random i was like owen wilson <laughs> I was like this isn't a wes anderson movie <laughs> 